ESPN Tucson. 1490 AM KFFN Tucson. KMXC HD4 Tucson. An Arizona Lotus Core radio station. Wrangler, CJs, Cherokees, Grand Cherokees. Hi, I'm Jerry Simmons of Simmons 4 Before Automotive Service Center. If you're a Jeep owner, we speak your language. We've been maintaining Jeeps since 1974. Broken drive shafts, death wobbles, transfer cases, four-wheel drives that don't work proper. Been there, done that, and got the T-shirt. Before you head out to the desert again, let the Jeep pros at Simmons 4x4 Automotive Service Center check it out. 884-0217. We've been jeeping it since 1974. Simmons 4x4 Automotive Service Center has been serving Tucson and Southern Arizona since 1974. We service and repair Dad's 4x4, including light diesels, Mom's Cadillac, and Junior's Hot Rod. We believe in evidence-based diagnostics. Find it, then fix it. Today's vehicles are primarily controlled by onboard computers. They control everything from ride quality to engine and transmission performance. What they don't control is proper maintenance. That's up to you. Call us at Simmons 884-0217 or visit our website at SimmonsAutorepair.com. The views and opinions on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of ESPN Tucson 1490 and 104.9 FM or the Arizona Lotus Corporation. Got car trouble? Now's the time to talk with Jerry on the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. Call in now at 719-1490. All right, welcome back to the second hour of the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Merrill's Automotive. Merrill's Automotive. Ten locations in Tucson, plus they're scattered out around the state. Go to MerrillsAuto.com to find a location nearest you. They also have a machine shop service at 15 West Ajo. At, and the phone number there is 520-807-4010. Now, that's for the ones that evidently own the regular cars. <laughs> they can do... Uh, uh, they can turn the rotors, flywheels, and drums, and you might want to call them. They are open on Saturday. They open Monday through Friday to all locations at 7 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, and 8 to 5 on Saturday, and that's Merle's Automotive. Not only do they have good counter people, they also have equipment and tools, so you, you check them out. You'll, you'll like them. I deal with them. Parker Automotive deals with them. Brian Fuller at Automotive uh, specialty, uh, they deal with them. So they, they've been around a while. Jim actually uses some frontier towing. So, you know, we've got a pretty good reference file here on these people. Uh, LensAutoBrokerage.com and DesertRV.com. LensAutoBrokerage.com for automobiles, DesertRV.com for uh, travel trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and both websites are beautiful. They're well done. The inventory is listed, showed by pictures, and you can, uh, you know, check them out. All right. Now, in case you wasn't with us the last hour, you missed a show. <laughs> it's It started out with electric vehicle. Jim went to Phoenix to class yesterday, but Jim also stays in the books and history on this stuff. And then we have Chip on the line hanging on. And he is uh, with the Electric Vehicle Association here in Tucson, and he's got brilliant idea, uh, brilliant information on this stuff. And between Jim and his knowledge of electric vehicles, and then Chip with his expert knowledge of vehicles, this has been one heck of a show. 
So well, I'd like to welcome back. Uh, good morning again to Jim Mooney, Frontier Towing, for all your towing needs. And welcome back, Chip, on the line. Morning. Jim, you morning, ready Jerry. to go? <laughs> good morning. Hey, Mooney, you ready? I'm ready. I'm here. Good morning, everybody. All right. Uh, all right. Still a super now, safe Saturday. Just a little overview. <laughs> yep. Super safe Saturday. Go ahead. I'll just Hi, I'll Jim. real quick. How's it going, Tim? Uh, so it's still super safe Saturday, and uh, that means slow down and move over. And, and it, you know, we were, Tip and I were just talking about, you know, um, the Teslas and the electric cars and, you know, you, um, I hadn't, I hadn't explored it, but you talked about adaptive, it's a, it's a autopilot on the Tesla, Chevy, it's the adaptive cruise. I forget what Ford calls theirs. Um, and with the Ford, I think you got to turn on the turn signal and it'll, it'll flip over for you and then it'll flip back. Tesla will self drive itself. I've, I've watched, actually watched the Tesla do it for miles. It's quite, it's quite interesting. Um, and that's via the electric vehicle control. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but we were, we were, we were discussing, um, electric electrification and electric, uh, uh, use of uh, alternate uses of electric cars. So jump back in where you're at, Tip. Tell me what, what else we had. Well, what kind of questions do you have? Well, what would you like to know? I want to hear about, I want to hear about the problem that John Deere is having with electric vehicles. They've been testing electric vehicles in John Deere for quite a while now. And one of the big problems was the farmers in the Midwest that's got these monster farms. Uh, those tractors, they work pretty much 24-7. And if they go out, of, when they're out of power, they just stop. Well, sometimes they're as much as five miles away from a charge station. So that's a problem that John Deere is supposed to be working on right now. What about the new battery technology, the cooling of the new batteries? Do you have any information on that, Chip? Uh, well, you know, um, the, the, the uh, batteries, uh, they typically have a coolant uh, system within the battery pack. Now, is it um, a radiator? We're not supposed to touch it. Tesla touches it only. Ford touches it only. You only have a, a professional work on that battery. Uh, but they do have a, a cooling system within it you might want to call a radiator. But it actually uh, keeps the batteries at a low temperature. The problem with uh, uh, batteries is they get real hot. As they get real hot, they, they degrade. And uh, the cooler you can keep the battery, the better or the longer the battery life will be. But all vehicles, basically, all electric vehicles nowadays, either have an 8-year or 100,000-mile um, warranty. So uh, I think Kia's got a higher one, and Hyundai has a higher one. Uh, but uh, if you have a problem with anything like the drivetrain or the um, uh, batteries themselves, uh, within eight years or within 100,000 miles, they will replace the battery at a, I think it's a degradation of one-third. So it has to be really bad. Um for them to replace the batteries. I'm not sure about John Deere. I don't know much about that. I haven't read 
anything about John Deere. I know they're starting to use electrics all over the world. I know there's a few Japanese companies that are using electric uh, backhoes and uh, uh, tractors. Um, I know that we just had the uh, Tesla uh, was it trucks came out the big um, uh, the tractor trailers, and it's been right. a pretty much a success. Uh, they've they've actually had very little problems. Those motors on those tractor trailers are a million mile warranty, so that's pretty high for a tractor trailer. <laughs> so now if. They decide, and this is the next step, the next leap in electric. If they decide to make those trailers that hook to the trucks with lined with batteries, that truck will go anywhere from 1,200 to 1,500 miles on charge. So it's uh, one of those things that... How long, uh, how long is it? How long does it, what's a projected time to recharge these big things? I know on a car battery, the slow charge is definitely better because it don't overheat. And I also know that uh, they're going to uh, like a, a something, uh, like electrolyte, uh, not electrolytes. I'm looking, the same stuff that they've been using in manufacturing equipment because it doesn't transport uh, electricity through the through through the uh, liquid, and they are going to that, and they're testing that right now in the batteries to help them keep cooler without transferring electric current through the water or glycol or whatever. They're, they're using a combination of stuff now. Right. Uh, what, do you know anything about the late technology on this on these batteries that they're building now or attempting to build on the research? Um, uh, I do believe they have solid state out, and solid state is supposed to be the next generation of battery. They're also working on a saline battery, a salt water battery, which is more natural, and they are developing battery recycling plants. Redwood Materials actually does uh, battery recycling. So they actually, uh, uh, it's, I don't think it's a public station just yet, but uh, they are uh, doing battery recycling. As far as um, solid state, solid state's more like a, like a package of, picture a package of Pop-Tarts. It's all silver, and um, imagine a bunch of those all hooked together, and that's really thin. What happens is you can cut any part of these batteries, and they actually still work without catching on fire. So that's solid state. Uh, Quantum Scape is actually working on that and actually going to have them in production. VW has bought into that uh, big time. So Volkswagen is going to have uh, probably solid state batteries. This reduces the weight of the car and actually can provide more uh, room for a battery pack, which will make the, the batteries go even further. But picture a picture a electric car like your ceiling fan. Your ceiling fan turns one direction or it turns the other direction. There's no transmission. There's no power steering. No catalytic converter. No. Um, uh, basically, it's just frontwards and backwards, and um, mm-hmm. that's what their their basic um, uh, design is. Now, some of the aftermarket. Oh. Uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the some of the some of the uh, manufacturers are, are are putting transmissions on electric vehicles, uh, but they're not necessarily needed. Uh, apparently, 
Um, it's just a, a it's a maintenance thing where they can still get revenue from transmissions or transmission changes or stuff like that. Um, but um, as far as battery technology, it's evolving constantly, constantly. Well, what I was looking for a while ago with the uh, electric, the new oil that they've been using in machinery up in Detroit uh, for eons, uh, it's dielectric oil. It doesn't transfer any of the electric, and it, one of the reasons they're doing that because it does cool the battery. It does not create anything for the, the one fire in a million that you were talking about. And it was, uh, it, it was just, I, I and that uh, when I talked to my brother who was an engineer in Detroit, uh, he said, "Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe they wasn't using it already because we've been using it in tools for that reason in uh, manufacturing tools." And I'm going, "Wow, I did not know that." But anyway, I just I wanted to know if you had heard anything about the update on the batteries because it it is it is probably the biggest thing in electric in electric cars right now is the batteries. Now you mentioned a recycler. Where is that recycler located? Uh, the recycling um, is located in California at the time. It's called Redwood Materials. Um, it's really close to the uh -huh. Tesla Fremont plant. It's a, a CEO from Tesla that's left and has generated. I'm not sure if they've uh, uh, managed to uh, how big they are just yet because, like uh, like Jim uh -huh. was saying earlier, there's not a lot of EVs out there, but there is plants and another. Uh, I think Recyclo is another one. Recyc. I think it's Recyclo, which is in uh, Canada. And they plan to recycle them. Now, Europe's way ahead of us. I have to tell you, there's more chargers in, in England right now than there is gas stations. And Shell just recently bought the um, the um, uh, charging stations that are supposed to be installed in Tucson. So, in other words, there was a company that was going to uh, have the contract to install uh, electric vehicle, mm -hmm. electric chargers. I'm sorry, here in town, right? And the uh, Shell has actually purchased them, so uh, the oil companies are getting in. Oh, they're way in. Wow. Oil companies are way in. So, yeah. uh, in response to your your recycling, there's one of the things these guys were talking about was um, uh, refitment. So, a there's a lot of companies that are starting to look at battery refitment. So. You take a you take a battery that's out of a Tesla or something, and they run it through a reconditioning process. Don't ask me what yes. it is. Because, yes, you know, you're you know. right. Absolutely, they and take out the bad packs and put a new pack. Yes, right. They recondition them and then they use them as a stationary battery pack. So, for example, what you do is you stick them on you stick them as a as a as a wall, a battery wall. Or a lot of people are using them in conjunction with solar panels on rooftops or like um, yeah. shade parking. So you'll put the solar yeah. panel with the battery pack and then w because the solar charges at a much much gentler rate per se. It doesn't right. charge like like what uh, so right. we, that like we force in a, a a stage three charger, which is just trying to force it in as quick as we can, the solar charges it as a, as a nice trickle, and it does it over time. So what you get is you get the you get the battery that charges a battery that might be not in perfect condition, but it's okay. But it can accept the slow charge very good, and then we'll we'll allow you to have that storage so you can just plug in. So you, when you plug into it, you can just use it. 
so that, Absolutely. that's part of the part of the recycling process right now. And, look, and they're saving, yeah. And yeah, so it's it's that's a big deal because they realize that the the batteries themselves are challenging to get. They they talk about cobalt right now as being a huge huge issue with batteries and cobalt. And they're trying to get away from that. Absolutely, they're trying to get away from that. And I think I think some that uh, they have phosphate batteries now. So uh, right. I think they call it LFP now for Tesla. So. Right, and then there's, and then like with, with John Deere and their electrification. So that what they're working on right now is 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 what you would call um, maintenance equipment. So um, we're using. They haven't got it figured out yet. It's it's hard to run a harvester in a field like you say five miles away, but it's not so bad to run a loader, an articulating wheel loader, in a facility that only goes. 250 feet or 500 feet back and forth all day long, or a forklift for that matter. I mean, we've had electric forklifts for about a billion years, right? Um, the, the one thing that's nice about electric is you can run it indoors and there's no fumes. There's no CNG, right. there's no fumes. So, so that you can, so that that's really prevalent. So where the where John Deere comes in with the loader equipment is so in refuse facilities or indoor facilities where we need where they need really large equipment to do it now. The trick is this: you have to convince the guy to run the loader. So, when when you're driving equipment, all the functions run the same, and you're running. You're basically you're running back and forth, just like Tip said. You know, you go backwards and forwards, but you also have to have auxiliary power to run hydraulics. So you need there has to be a motor to run the hydraulic pumps, right? And and uh-huh. and, and on loader equipment, it's all everything's hydraulic. The the arms, mm-hmm. the buckets, the steering. Everything is hydraulic, uh, with exception of the drivetrain, which could be electric over hydraulic or electric, which has been which the guys did mine trucks about 50 years ago. They were all DC electrics. In fact, there are a lot of them are today are DC alternators running electric motors and haul trucks because the haul trucks mm-hmm. have, because the torque is so tremendous. Caterpillar runs a stationary motor, but. That being said, there's 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 wheel motors that you can use, or you can just use a, a typical drivetrain, which is a two axles, a transfer case, and a and a drivetrain system with a motor bolt bolted to it. But the the trick with that is is convincing the operator that you know full is not full and empty is not empty. So because on the on the loader it doesn't say full and empty, it says max and min. So as you're driving. If you're if you step on the gas, the gauge goes down to minimum, and you think you might be out. But when you release the pedal, it re, it goes back up to near maximum because it, what it, what it, the gauge tells you is that you're you're running it down as hard as you can. I would equate it to the old school, you know, a performance meter, or you know, Jerry, when you and I drove cars, what did they have to tell you how to get good gas mileage? A vacuum gauge. If the vacuum gauge is at zero, you ain't getting any mileage. If the vacuum gauge is at twenty, you get great mileage, and that's you. T- you yeah, do. you talk about it. A gauge. I have a gauge on my Fiat that has a. It's, it's like a tack, and what happens is is that I can gauge the amount of kilowatts going into my battery and how much I can take out of my battery. Hey, and what happens is, yeah. And if I during, during the driving course. So, well, it's kind of, it's really interesting. In real, real time. Real time, you can see exactly how much power you're consuming. Yes, yes or how much power I'm putting back in. My, my Fiat is like, right. yeah, when I, my Fiat is coming down uh, the, um, 
uh, Tucson Mountains, and I could actually see I was putting 65 kilowatts back into my battery as I'm coasting down the uh, the Mount Lemmon. You know what I mean? So, uh, not Tucson Mountains, I'm sorry, Mount Lemmon. But uh, anyway, and those tractor trailers that Tesla has, they charge at 800 kilowatts. So it's like putting a fire hose uh, filling a battery like a bathtub. Picture a battery being a bathtub and picture a a fire hose. The the more water or the more uh, the faster the flow, the faster the battery is going to charge. Now the city buses, the SunTran, their chargers can charge up to four hundred and fifty kilowatts. Doesn't mean they're gonna take all that, but they have something like four four to eight chargers, I think. I haven't been there in a while, but uh, and those five. chargers will Oh, they have five? They okay. Have, they have five chargers. They might have gotten a new one. No, they have five chargers. They have ten buses. They have five chargers. Each has a dual cord. Currently, one charger works and four are down. Ah, yeah, I don't, you know, I, the technology <laughs> I is constantly being... So, so you're going to laugh. So why are, the, why are the chargers down? Well, the chargers are down for a couple of reasons. One, we pulled the cords out of them because we forgot to unhook them. Okay, I guess that goes back to training. Two, we, the chargers are down because we ran over them. Okay, that has nothing to do with the power, of the car, or the thing. That's right. simple human right. error. So, right. You know, but exactly. But it loads itself, it, it it itself to the fact that that you know it's 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 still a challenge. People have to pay attention to this stuff. Yeah. You know, you can't just drive off with your car plugged in. So and, yeah. and uh, it well, the car should not move. The car shouldn't the move car if, should. if you have it plugged in. It shouldn't even, well, it should be telling you you're the plug. All my cars do that. It will not go into drive. It will not go into reverse unless I unplug my car. So it's the way Apparently the SunTran ones get ripped off. I don't know. Yeah. I know because I've been to, I've been to the SunTran North Yard about a billion times, okay? Yeah. I go there every single day because we tow them in there. Um, uh-huh. As far as your tractor trailer, um, the the concept of of running a trailer is a really neat idea, but here's the challenge with that: um, trucks deliver cargo, and I get to run at eighty thousand pounds on the road. I don't care how you mm-hmm. cut it up, eighty thousand pounds is what I get to run it. At eighty thousand and one, I'm overweight and I'm ticketable. Okay, so if if my truck and trailer weighs if my truck and trailer weighs um, thirty five thousand pounds. I can put uh, fifty-five thousand or forty-five thousand pounds in it. Forty-five, yeah, forty-five thousand pounds in it of cargo. If my truck and trailer now weighs forty-five thousand pounds, I can only put uh, thirty-five thousand pounds in it. And what that means is that the cost of trucking increases, so shipping goes up. And that's and the, so and the other problem with with trailers being electrified, not to say that it won't work later, but the normal well, they're already doing it. Right. They're already here's doing the it. Thing. Yeah, they're making uh, the they're thing. making uh, RV trailers that actually <laughs> RV trailers that plug into your car, and you can extend the range of your car through your RV trailer. That's okay, already happening. Here's the, with, here's the thing with a tractor trailer. A tractor trailer, when you when you do when you haul freight, the the likelihood that you're going to haul the same trailer every single day, unless it's yours, is pretty low. So you have to swap trailers all the time because you back into a dock and mm-hmm. and you get a, you're, you un, you unhook your trailer and you pick up a new trailer and you leave. That's how freight works. 
Um, so being able to swap trailers around is really critical. If you, if not, if every one of your trailer isn't electric, then you're, then you can't do that. You have to have a dedicated trailer to a truck. That's where the challenge is. And it may, you know, as well, you, 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 they load up the trucks, they leave them on the dock, they plug them in while they're at it. And once the trailer's full, when the guy pulls up to, to get his load, he plugs in his trailer, he, he plugs in his uh, trailer to his tractor, and then he can go even further on a charge. But that's but not, that's, that's not, coming. That's in the future. That's, yeah, that's not the most, yeah, the problem is, is, is when you do, the reason why they have yard trucks is because people do drop and hooks, because, it, it, it's it's too inconvenient in trucking to sit and wait for the guy to unload and reload the trailer. It does. It's, the the guy needs to be driving down the road because he only has right. a certain amount of time to drive. So right. it, unless your trailer's electrified, I mean, I, I, it could happen. I don't see it as being. It's going to happen. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while because. There's yeah, I agree with you. I agree. I agree, sir. I agree, buddy. And the other. Well, the other thing is the freight cap capacity. When you when your truck is so heavy that you can only haul, you know, if you make it so heavy that you can only haul a little bit of freight, well, then the cost of that freight goes way up. So now your Amazon Prime isn't isn't five fifteen dollars a month; it's seventy five dollars a month because I had to pay to get one item yeah, across the country, and that's really inefficient. So there's a there's, yeah. a there's a line there between being you know being electric and being efficient. You know, you can't you can't have the truck and trailer full of batteries so it can go forever and not haul anything. That's pointless. You know, so you gotta, there's, there's a, there's a happy medium in there somewhere. And I don't know what it is. I just know that there, yeah. I know that about trucking and you gotta get it, you gotta get it lined up just right so you can still deliver product and drive the, the, the well, so yeah, imagine works. these, that's, that's, imagine these, imagine these trailers and these trucks having regen mode on every wheel. You know, well, that's another now. thing too. They, well, they, well, they do. Yes, they do. Not on the trailers yet. Like you said, it's yeah. coming. But, uh, well, but, you, but you can't uh, do regen on a trailer. If you do regen on a trailer, it would have to be the, – the problem with regen on a trailer is you'd be breaking – you might be breaking um, – You might be right with that. Point. You might be right with that. And, and, and you could cause a jackknife and a wreck. I mean, don't get me wrong. If wow. you could pull it off, I mean, it would be the computer controls would be amazing to do that. But if you could pull it off, it, it would it – would, Save a lot of brakes, a lot of brake fire. It, it might take more power to you put regen on every wheel because I thought I thought about that a long time ago, but um, it might be engineered. You have to realize we're at the cusp right now. the The automobile, the gas automobile, has been broken down and put together over a hundred years. We went from uh, you know carburetors to fuel injection to power steering to uh, transmissions. Uh, my transmission when I bought a car had only uh, four gears. Now they have up to eight. It's been constantly broken down and put back together. Now electric vehicles are in that state now where they're constantly broken down and put back together better. Right. Well, and, and your, the concept of the electric tractor trailer. Well, well, more than likely, what will happen is, as the trucks will will run in a train. So, I mean, we currently run electric trains, right? Right. Exactly. We do. I'm glad you know that. Some people don't know that. They think that little diesel motor up there actually runs the whole train, but it doesn't run the whole train. It's electrostatic motor. Right. So, yeah, we run. We've been running, and they've been that way since the '50s. So, but, yes. You know, in so. case the, in, the, the, that's just a generator that get that diesel. Uh, right. uh, Engine on the top. There's just a generator to store the uh, food. 
It's right. a hybrid. Yes, that's right. Yes, yes, it's, yes. A, it's a Prius. It's a, it's the same thing. It's a Prius. That's right. And, yeah, and exactly. That's how Prius started. It's a it's, and that's from the fifties, mind you. That's seventy years yes. of technology. Okay. Absolutely. So, and I'm not saying we can't do that, but the but in on roads, roads are different because trains are dedicated and they stay on the same lane. And and people say we should have a dedicated lane and blah blah blah. Well, that's called a train. But so the way the, the way the concepts I've seen is that when you start hooking trucks together, if you run it, you can run a train of trucks. And if you were to do what you were thinking about with electrified trailer wheels, now you have power to, to 10, 18 wheels instead of, well, 10 wheels, which might, might help you in your efficiency. It might not. I don't know. But, but I know that, that if you hook a bunch of vehicles together, the likelihood of you being able to get a little more efficient works. And the reason why is because, well, NASCAR guys draft. And the reason why they draft is because so they can, so two cars can push a little bit better than one. So it's a reduction. The gas cars go in that way already. They already have Indy cars that are electric. In fact, a star well, wrecked no, one, I think it was, a few, few years if, ago. If, yeah. you look at, if you look at NASCAR cars, two guys will ramp right up to each other, one right on the other bumper, and they'll swing through the entire circuit, right? They'll swing through the right, entire circuit. Right, absolutely. And, and the reason why they do this is because two cars have more effective power than one car by itself. So two trucks or three trucks together might have more effective power than one truck together. Now they do it in Australia. Well, yeah, Australia runs the the train trucks, but they run they run trailers, one truck and and like three trailers. But we're going, yes. you know, and what do they go three thousand miles across the the outback? Yeah, a long way. No, there ain't nobody out there. You can't. You, right. know, you see a kangaroo, you're doing good. But in 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 urban cities, we're talking about you know a lot of traffic and people that and we're still going to have people who drive cars. Because and the unknown is the people who drive cars that are going to that are going to look down and crash into you because that's what currently exists. So, but a, a truck and trailer that's three piled together going down the road at, at say fifty miles an hour probably has a better chance of being more efficient than just the one. So I know they've right. they've explored that. The problem is is the the computer controls the. You know, so basically every truck's got to talk to each other, which can be done. It's all done via wireless, Bluetooth, uh, Wi-Fi. The, the trucks can talk to each other. They just have to set up and maintain to each other, and they break together, and they, and, they, and they power together. That's being done, but they haven't got to that level yet because it's just, it's a little more than, you know, it's a little more than people want to jump into. You know, there is that fear factor. What if something goes wrong? And, you know, I want to do everything well. correct, and, and I just don't want something to go wrong, so... Right. But well, you know, anything anything created by an imperfect being tends to be imperfect. So, I mean, it's it's there's no way we're going to get a, away from creating something that's not going to have a flaw in it. Well, uh, but uh, we don't know the issues that are that are coming yet because we haven't got there yet. And what, what right, you know, we'll, exactly. we, we'll solve the problem when the when the problem exists. Unfortunately, yeah. that's a a post mortem kind of philosophy, but that's how we currently do things. And that 800 kilowatt is probably going to be installed in the new Cybertruck. They're talking about taking the new Cybertruck and having a, a, an onboard, well, being able to accept 800 kilowatts, which is going to make that charging time even faster. So uh, see, I think, see, now, I think the Porsche angle, does it in 15 minutes. See, so from my angle, what do you do when it breaks down? This is my, this, see, this is where I come in. I'm the tow guy. What do you do when it breaks down? And if you say it's not going to break down, well, now you're just kidding yourself because it's going to break down. Well, so, I, and I agree with you. 
how do you tell, how do you how do you get it from the roadway when it's blocking traffic? How do you get it moved from the roadway? And see, nobody ever nobody will discuss that yet because if you direct bolt a motor to a wheel, just like your Tesla or your or your um, Fiat, it's very difficult to move that. And if you move it while it's it, while it's connected, uh, it will regenerate just like or 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 it doesn't happen that often, you know. So well, it's either it, or. They're going to, so the things are going to happen. There's two things that are going to happen. Vehicles are going to break down. Vehicles are going to get in crashes. Okay, uh-huh. and vehicles get in crashes because of human error or 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 weather. So, for example, if you're driving down the road and a hurricane comes by or a tornado comes by and blows you over, you know, you're you're in a crash. If if you're driving down the road and you have adaptive cruise on and it can't read the lines or something goes wrong, a crash is going to happen. From my end. How do you disable the, the battery system or how do you disable the, the wheel motors so you can tow it? Current technology still has a drive shaft. Okay, I'm good with that because drive shaft and axles are yeah. easy. Direct, direct bolt motors, not so easy. Yeah. Oh, wait, well, by the way, yeah. axles, axles are not the same and they have planetary gear sets in them because of yeah. the way they work now. Tesla right, always keeps up. Yeah, Tesla always keeps up. It has a standard battery, what I want to call a fuel battery, and then it's got a, a standard car battery, which is what it has in every ICE vehicle, every gas vehicle. That battery typically doesn't go bad when it does replace it, but like it, like I was saying, you can actually press the button that says tow on it and get it off the, off the, uh, off the street. Tesla has a tow uh, button. Mode, right. But here's the problem with the Tesla, and the reason why I know this is because we tow Teslas very frequently. The Teslas get towed for three reasons. Flat tires, 12-volt battery dies, not the, not the drive battery. It's very rare that we tow one for a drive battery that, that went away. 12-volt battery dies, so you can't turn the computer system on, mm-hmm. or you're out of charge. You're out of charge for two reasons. One, you, didn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't figure out how to get the car charged because you weren't paying attention. Two, you, got, you thought you could knew what to do and the charger was broke. Because some, and, and the charger being broke is usually because somebody vandalized it. I didn't yes. know this. And that happens a lot. You're it. absolutely right. It happens a lot. And, and I'm like, really? Somebody, they scratch the screen, they hit it with a baseball bat, they drive over it, whatever. Unfortunately, you don't know that until you get to the charger. So, so we tow them for those three reasons. Okay. Well, the the twelve volt battery that that fails, and because it looks just like a little motorcycle um, battery, right? Mm-hmm. When when they fail, you either have to go ch- and and when they fail, they they have a tendency to you can try and re- pull them apart and put a put a lithium ion battery pack uh-huh. on them and power them up just to get them in tow mode. Sometimes that works. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're so messed up that. They have to. You have to get them back to the the Tesla service center so they can plug in with the computer and um and, and go through and reprogram it, unlock it so, to get and to replace the 12 volt battery. And I know this because well we do it, and that can oh. be frustrating. To me, uh, I've never had to replace the 12 volt battery in my Tesla, but I have had to replace the 12 volt battery in my Fiat. And it was simple. I pulled into AutoZone and had them connect it with their connectors, bought their battery, and changed it out, and it was a simple process. I think the battery cost $129. Depending on the Tesla, so some of them are pretty easy. Some of them you got to pull the whole – you got to pull like 84 screws you got to pull out to get the, underneath the shield, under the front. In the front, yes. You know, yeah, well, and then, and then so if you don't know about a Tesla – you know, there's different ways to get the hood open, to get the front open. You know, there's the there's the uh-huh. little pull cable. Some of them take the 12 volts. 
Oh, by the way, if you have a Tesla and it's got the little electric cords out of the front of the car, do not try and charge there because that will burn burn the thing up. You actually have to put a little twelve volt battery on it. It pops the front. The other one's got the pull lanyards. You got to pull the the main one to pull it out. And then you got to pull the secondary to release the safety lock so you can get underneath so you can remove the panel. It's not it's not impossible. It just takes time. It just takes a little bit. It of time. does. So you can it does absolutely. And and and, and, and uh, you're. You were talking about charging stations. Your PlugShare app will tell you if that station's working. What I do is when I'm, I need, I know I'm not going to make it, I pull up my PlugShare app. And what happens is I can tap on that station I want to go to, go to that I know is not that far away. And it will tell me if people have been at that station and it's not currently working. In other words, what happens is if if you if, if I have to go to this spot at Grant and Kolb, and I want to go to that station, Jim's already been there. He's already tried to charge, and it doesn't work. And he put on the Plugshare app, "Hey, it doesn't work. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to. I'm going to find another station somewhere else." Oh no! So, like uh, I said at the beginning, Tesla's way ahead. That's of a Plugshare. Yeah, Tesla's way ahead of the curve on when it comes to charging stations. They get it. That's what I said in the beginning. They're going to, their current model is to start installing chargers at grocery stores because you can plug in yes. and go to the grocery store. And movie they, theaters. You know, not, malls. Yes, malls, yes. So any yes, where people where spend a lot of time. Well, yeah, where you spend at least 45 minutes. So then yes. your, 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 charge, your charge time is not, it doesn't seem so inconvenient. And they right. understand that. And Tesla's going to invest in that technology. You know, um, part, you know, not that there's a lot anymore because they're, because people are working from home, but even large call centers or large centers where people, you know, large businesses where people go. Um, I, I don't know. Now, see, parking garages, I don't know how they're, how they're going to tackle that because a parking garage is, a, is, a, is a, an engineered structure that I don't know if they can pull it off. They, I'm sure they will because Tucson, Arizona doesn't have a ton of parking garages, but New York City has got a billion of them, and so does New Jersey, and so does Atlantic City, you know, so does Atlanta, Georgia. There are a lot of places that we don't even discuss that have a lot different tech, a lot of different uh, infrastructure challenges that we don't even think about. Absolutely, we don't live in those. We don't live in those. Uh, the no government's been giving this money all along, and they don't, they don't use it for what it's supposed to be used for. They're supposed to replace those those uh, transformers and all this other stuff, and they don't do it. They've been using That's it right. on uh, other things, and I don't want to say what exactly. But <laughs> whatever. Right, exactly. And, it's and, a it's and, a flush fund. It's a flush. It's a flush and, fund. And that's what and that's when I at the beginning of the of this of this uh, program when I started the um, the government fleets were the the gentlemen that were speaking were like look if you think you're going to get federal money guess again you're not going to get it it's not there they'll tell it depends you on your it. cities and and municipalities yes absolutely uh, uh, a lot and, of them don't want to switch and, and well, not only that it depends on how good a friend you are with the guy giving the money it's it's just it's all about politics at that point in time yeah, absolutely he, the, the the gentleman i who spoke who was incredibly knowledgeable you would have enjoyed, you would have loved talking to him you could have talked to him for three days cuz he was he was that knowledgeable cuz he was the fleet manager out of the city of Oakland so his his take on was look you know this is great i'm all in i'm i'm, I'm all in i'm up to my neck i love this he explained every challenge he had about electric vehicles, hybrid vehicles, CNG vehicles, everything he, he explained it. And what he said was, 
look, if you think there's going to be people out there to help you, guess again. You need to, to realize two things. There's nobody to help you, and it's going to be more expensive than you think. So, so before you jump in, plan. That's all he said was make sure you but, develop a plan so you know what to do. And now, when, when you say people aren't, right? when you say people aren't there to help you, I, I, I'm not. I don't really know. Uh, I would say there's not a lot of knowledge out there to help. What I'm saying is well, that uh, that it's still uh, it's still like I said, an evolving technology that will come well, about. I, when I say there aren't people to help you, what I mean is if you're if you're if, so municipalities and governments don't generate a revenue product, they tax, and if, and so the only way they get money is to tax you and me or get money from a grant. And that happens regardless. Yes. Uh, yeah. That right. Exactly. But what what I what I meant when I said that was if you think there's somebody out there to assist you financially from another government agency. They're, they're not available. It isn't going to happen. You're going to, so, you're going to shoulder the burden yourself, which means you have to, you have to go to your, your council or, your, or, your, or your supervisors and say, this is what we're going – you want this done, this is what it's going to take. And then that, that entity is going to put out an edict and says, this is how we're going to collect our money. So today it would be, you know, in Tucson, Arizona, there would be a, another half-cent sales tax. That's how we're going to catch our money. And just think that's that's when the, these these gentlemen spoke. They were they they wanted to convey the message. It's not that it's not don't do it. It's be prepared when you try to do it. Don't just right. do it haphazardly because you're going to do it because you're going to waste a bunch of time and a bunch oh. of money. And the learning Maybe. process is so expensive that it's not that you're going to be. Think before you think before you leap. That's all. Well, I, I, it's a it's a learning curve. EVs are a learning curve. I'm not going to argue with you on that. that but I wouldn't say huge. I have a cell phone that keeps evolving all the time. I mean, it never oh, stops evolving. So uh, uh, yes, I, I agree with you. It is an evolving technology, but it well, is. But, but I, it's a simple remember, technology. I right. But remember, you're you're talking about you and your one car. They're talking about them and a hundred vehicles with 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 a hundred different people that they got that have to accept this. Now you and I can very very easily embrace this. Not everybody easily embraces this. So so and, what, and you don't have to accept it either. So I agree with what well, you're saying. You don't have to accept it. I mean, you could buy a gas but, car. It's just going to cost you more down the road. That's all. Well, if you want to spend that. more down the road, that's I, your business. I understand that. I understand that, but if you're if you're the guy with the government and you say we're going to put in all new electric F-150s, and the guy who's been working a gas-powered F-150 for 35 years goes, I'm not driving the electric truck, and you can't make me because I'm here. You know that those are the challenges that those guys have got to work around, and th- because they're going to deal with a thousand different personalities, and that's what. So those guys. Really you're talking about fleets. Are. You're talking about right. Yeah, yeah. They have a fleet. And, and, well, you know, and the, those... the, the, the bus chargers at the SunTran can charge a, 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 a F-150. What I'm saying is right. that you have your whole fuel source for all your vehicles right there in the, in the thing. Is that, I'm sorry, is that what you're saying? Well, well, well the thing is, is, is that it's not, it's, it's when, you're trying to, when you're trying to start this project, all, what they were saying is, like, look, you need to have a plan and have discussions with people so that you can understand what it needs to do that you're wanting to try to accomplish. And then you need to make sure that the people that you're empowering in this project are on board with you, as well as the yeah. people you're going to impl- implement this to are, are, are accepting. 
Now, there's a learning curve, just like you, just like you said. There's Absolutely. a learning curve. Yes, you're right. And once you get on, once you get right. on the program, it's not too bad. But if somebody's going to fight you tooth and nail, they're going to fight you tooth and nail, and that's just and that's going to happen. And people with seatbelts. Look at think of seatbelts. Seatbelts for the right. longest time have been fought. Oh, you're going to die in a river. Oh, you're going to die in a lake. You're going to die in a car fire. How they, many they fires fight. have happened every year? They yes, they do. They do. Today. They do. Yeah. But how many how many people have died in accidents from a fire? How many people died in a river because their car went underground? More people have been saved by seatbelts than than killed by seatbelts. I, I understand what, exactly what you're saying, but if my perception is I'm not going to I'm not going to do it no matter what, and I don't care, then th- that's a challenge you have to face. And and the reason why I say that anything. is because yeah, exactly. And it's not I'm not saying it because it's because electrification is bad and electric vehicles are bad. There's a there's a predominant um, thought process in in the country that I don't want this and you can't make me take it. Well, it's going to come to you and you're going to get it and you you're going to have to accept it. Now how now again I, there are people that want to use old flip phones. There are people that never wanted a phone. I never wanted a phone. Uh-huh. I got a phone, okay? I had a flip phone. I didn't want to get rid of my flip phone. I had to because I couldn't perform my, the functions of work without a regular Absolutely. A new technology yes. phone. So, yeah, I had, to, I had to adapt even though I fought it, you know, because I wanted to be the staunch guy, said I didn't need it. Well, no, I had to accept it and embrace it. Okay, now I have the iPhone. Great. I have an iPhone. Do, do I like having a leash attached to me 24 hours a day? No. But I got it. <laughs> so, but but but, but you're always looking forward, aren't you? When it's gone, yeah, you wonder yeah, where it's I at, right? I, well, what's I in my bank account? What's on Facebook? You know what I'm saying? I don't look at my bank account on the phone, but but here's what I do. I I have talked I have a bunch of employees that I that have to communicate through me and this is the technology they use. So in order for me to be an effective manager, I have to use this technology. And that's and and and, and just like you said, Facebook, okay? So if if I if the electric car is the route that I have to take in order to be connected to somebody else, then that's the route I'm going to take. And it's well, coming. It just, you don't you have to. Be, well, you don't, you don't have, have to. to but, you know, I, I well, saw Model T on the road the other day. I mean, I, okay. I see old old Caminos. I see Chevys. They cost a lot so, to keep up and going, but at the same time, there are people still driving them, but some daily. They're not the... They're, yeah, no, they don't drive a Model T daily. So here's the thing. So in California, they, they spoke about as, as we approach 2035, so after 2030, no electric, no gas car will be allowed. In, in well, it's, it's, it's not allowed. It's not no, no, produced. Right, exactly, exactly. You can't buy so, it. So, 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 but, so what they're going to do is they already have the program in place. California Air Resource Board says, uh, by the way, California Air Resource Board is not going to go away. They're not going to go away when they get all electric cars because they're a government entity that says that we need to stay in business, so we're going to keep – they're going to – they actually took a took a, uh, a, uh, a study and said that um, on an electric vehicle, the parasitic draw of the air compressor was too high, so we need to change the, the air compressor – or I'm sorry, the AC compressor in the electric vehicle to be smaller so that it would have less parasitic draw. Because that's what. Because now we have. We don't have anything to talk about because we we got rid of gas cars. So now we have to look at other avenues. So, right, right. You know, golf courses have been doing this for years. Golf courses use electric 
uh, golf carts. They, it doesn't ruin the lawn. It does. There's no gasoline. There's no uh, exhaust. There's no. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, actually, you know, make any noise. I mean, they've been making money hands over fist for years. And you trains. You just mentioned trains. Trains have been making money. The rich have been doing this for a long time. It's the poor that have been spending more money. But so in, in California, what they're going to do is, is as, as 2035 approaches, if you have a gas car, they're going to excessively tax you on it. So they're going to they're going to they're going to say, OK, no problem. You want this gas car. We're going to make one fueling limited because we're going to start reducing stations because we don't want gas stations. And two, we're going to charge you. We're going to excise tax you because you have this vehicle. And that's well, I don't know if they'll, they'll tax you. They're going to tax the gas because it's it's hard to produce. It's it's more, no, no. It's more safety they're, concerns. They're going to they're going to tax the registration. They're going to actually put a a, 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 a Lou a Lou registration tax on your vehicle. That. Yeah, that's what now that's what the guy from Oakland oh. was saying, and he and you know what he was pretty knowledgeable. He said this is the current thought process. This is how they're going to do it. Now, whether well, they get away with it, I, I, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, the gas car is going to be more expensive to upkeep and keep moving anyway. You're going to have to try to find power steering fluid. You're going to have to try to find transmission fluid. You're going to have to try to find additives for the gas, spark plugs. There's a lot of things that a gas car uses. It's $55 billion a year they make off parts. Yeah. Of course. You know, and and I, but that's not, it's not going to go away. I mean, think of this. The, uh, uh, for example, the automotive, uh, secondary automotive uh, supply uh, facilities are not going to go away just because you think they want to lose $55 billion. They're going to still be there. You're just going to pay more. And so, you know, okay. Exactly. What, so owning an ACE, an ICE vehicle, you're going to pay more. Exactly. You're going to pay more. Exactly. That's right. And, and, and if, but my, my original premise was this is coming. It's going to cost and it's going to cost you more. That's all. And I'm not saying it's bad. And, and you're right. The electric vehicle costs too. You're right. It's a very pricey purchase. Um, uh, they did have discounts for registration. My registration on my Tesla was $125 for five years. That went away the first of this year. So basically, oh, really? Arizona doesn't have any EV credit. The the, the um, uh, 500E, I paid uh, $35 for the first five years, and then I just renewed it not too long ago, and I paid $32 for the next following years. So uh, that registration is gone. That's why I jumped in and I bought one I did. And it was pricey. It wasn't, I mean, it, I'm not saying it wasn't expensive. But at the same time, the fact that I jumped in means that I'm paying less in registration per year. It's like 25 bucks a oh, year now. Mm-hmm. That's and not bad for a Tesla. No, and, and other Hey, things, you two. You, hey. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chip, Chip and Jim, I still have two commercials to do real quick. ParkerAutomotiveAZ.com ParkerAutomotiveAZ.com 5101 East Speedway 520-323-1960 Excellent Automotive Full Service Automotive Repair Center Automotive Specialist Mr. Test First Don't Guess 3611 West Ina Road 520-572-1734 and Brian's sale number is 520-237-1734. Oops. Nope, that's not right. Hang on. Let me get you another number for Brian. His business. I, I wrote it down and I miscopied it. Um, the first, Brian's sale number is 237-3852. 
both of these shops, and Brian's located on the west side, Parker Automotive, located on Midtown, 5101 East Speedway, absolutely full-service professionals. They are good at what they do. Automotive Specialist, az.com. Go to the website, check them out. Simmons Drive Shaft Specialist, 3743 South Country Club, Northeast Corner, Ahu and Country Club, 520-884-0217. For any drive shaft repair and modification, including computerized balancing up to 25-foot, three-piece drive shafts at one time. All right, now, you guys, I've heard you talk about everything except who's going to repair these cars. I did have a conversation yesterday with a guy out of New Mexico that is in the same electric. He calls it right now. It's electric nightmare, but he said uh, it's coming. It's evolving, but he's, he's, uh, he's all in, and he's been all in since they come around. And he said the problem that they have, there's only four Cadillac electric vehicles in the state of New Mexico. And he said finding a repair facility for your electric car is is hard because there's a lot of specialty equipment and stuff people are going to have to get and there's a and it's there's they need to have the demand before they buy this equipment but they've got to have the equipment to work on the cars when they show up so that's one of the issues that they have with it and not everybody's buying into the like you said both of you not everybody's buying into the electric cars and the independent garages around the country are saying, hey, you know, in order to purchase this equipment, we need to have some kind of a, a, a track of how many electric cars we actually see. Now, they said that same thing when the uh, the hybrids come out, like the Prius. And now, you know, people work on the Prius because the, on the hybrids because they still have gasoline-powered motors as a backup. And so uh, repair facilities are very sparse. My brother looked at a Tesla in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and when he found out that he's got to drive to Charlotte 125 miles away to take it to a a Tesla dealer to work on it, he backed off of it. And so that's one of the little issues that they have is getting these things repaired. That's following the what if something happens to them. Uh, you know, there's body shops in Tucson that I remember working on a Tesla, and he couldn't get a fender for the front end of it. It took him six months to just get a fender to replace a fender on the front end when young lady crashed it. So, you know, repairs, and with most of your big independent garages like the Parker and a Simmons and a Automotive Specialist, we're about two weeks booked. The body shops, if you can get in, get a vehicle in, you'll be lucky to get it out before your car rental runs out on it. So that's one thing to keep in mind, too. All right, I'm back to Jim and Chip. Let's finish this hour on out. Go ahead, guys. Who's first? Go ahead, Chip. Jump on me. All right, Chip. What you've got you want to say in closing? I think he bailed on us, Jerry. Okay. All right. Chip's out. He probably had to go someplace else because we've had him on for the Lord, Lord, hour and a half. Uh, Jim, 
On your uh, little trip up to Phoenix, is there anything you'd like to add on the electric vehicles that you learned that hasn't been put out to the public yet? Uh, just that the, um, like I said, there's, you know, in response to your, real quick, Jerry, in response to your question of, um, of uh, who's going to work on these things, Parker Automotive and, and Simmons Automotive is going to work on them. I'll tell you why. Because, you know what, they used to work on carbureted vehicles. And now they work on fuel-injected vehicles. And technology will evolve, and vehicles will, will tech, um, technicians will be trained, and they're not, the electric car isn't complicated. They're, it's very simple. It's an electric motor and a drivetrain. You know, brakes will still right. kind of work. You'll, instead of doing engine rebuilds, you'll do electric motor replacements. So that that kind of stuff is, isn't going to change out. You'll be able to, and I get it, that the equipment's not going to be cheap. You're going to have to, you know, have bat, a VAT 40. Does anybody remember a VAT 40? The old VAT 40 that you used to do a, a battery test with? Yeah, that's going to get changed with the, the, the electric VAT 40 that's going to be able to do all the diagnostics yeah. on a battery. I don't think we're going to be able to get it, man. I told them to... Mm-hmm. So... At any rate, um, that's, uh, the, the, there will be there will be aftermarket work done on this. And not only that, not only will there be aftermarket work done, you know what? There's going to be performance work done. Don't tell me there isn't going to be some guy out there, a gearhead who wants to tune a vehicle and make it go all that much faster. Don't. I'm sure there will be. There's going to be some guys out there that want to overdrive the motor and make it run. So, yep. There's. It's it's there, and it's you know like anything right. the that, unknown can that's be scary. A, that's in Tucson. Yeah. Go ahead. Whoever's you know, yelling, Jerry, go ahead. Um, they, uh, it, it's evolving, yeah. and it's constantly evolving, and it eventually it'll eventually get better and better and better as it as it trans as it, as it becomes more realized. It's constantly being broken down and put back together you'll find more and more technologies coming and we can use this with other things. They have electrified boats now. They have electrified planes. Um, the planes don't go as far, but uh, it's it's eventually going to turn into electrification world. Battery plants are, 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 uh, are popping up, and lithium is now going to be the new oil. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, every, everything is keeping going. I'm just, you know, when you're talking global on this thing, now they mentioned hydrogen earlier. Uh, yes. South Korea, Korea, you know, those guys have 60,000 cars over there now that are hydrogen powered. And hydrogen is being looked at in the U.S., but everybody said, well, it's, uh, it's electric because it's cleaner. I don't think so. However, uh, I think hydrogen is going to be around a while. I agree with Jim. It's uh, more convenient right now to convert to trucks. There are uh, manufacturers that are testing this thing and running them on trucks now, like everything else. And so it's just new technology. It's coming around. And most people, I mean, it's like Jim and his flip-top phone. They don't like change. And I'm the other guy that had a flip-top phone until I took it in to have it repaired, and they started laughing. I thought, oh. So uh, technology's here. As far as the smart I have phones, a, I have I'm a flip phone. Take... 
I have a flip phone. Yep. I have a you I have do? a Samsung. So it's new. It's a new one. It's one of the new flip phones. It's the new flip uh, four, flip three. I love it. So it's oh, a new good. one. So. I'm glad to hear they're coming back with them. <laughs> yes, they are. Anyway, I gotta let you go, Jerry. But, I, I'll talk to you later. All right, buddy. thank you, Jerry. All right, bye. Uh huh. Bye. And uh, you know the new tech is here to stay. It's evolving every day. We just live with it and enjoy it. Don't try to get mad at it or anything like that because the people are hollering about how great the electric car is. The first electric car is 1809, I think it was, and it was in England. And they did away with it because the top speed on it was like 15, it was, and it was in England. And they did away with it because the top speed on it was like 15 mile an hour, and it would go 30 miles before they had to recharge it. And they just said, oh, well, the combustion engine, it's got mileage, it's got fuel, and it gets a lot better mileage. That's the reason they had it. Most of the technology that they use now. This is ESPN Tucson. fourteen ninety. The views and opinions on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of ESPN Tucson 1490 and 1049 FM or the Arizona Lotus Corporation.